I just can't get away from. A topic that every time, like, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. He's like, no, actually, you're going to do this. I've been singing about it in worship on Sundays. I've been uh, uh, devoting my devotional time in the mornings and wherever, whenever I spend time with God with pursuing this. I taught about how to hear God's voice kind of recently. I just can't get away from that topic. And I know that when I'm supposed to move on, the Holy Spirit will let me know. So tonight, we are talking about uh, the topic, the place that no one knows. That's the title, the place that no one knows. Did you know, every single one of us in here, there is a place that you have access to. And it's a room that no one has access to except for you. You have that key. Now, every one of us is able to enter a room, but it's just between you and God. It's a place that you can go and you can love on him and he can love on you. It's a place that you can go when you're feeling discouraged and he will encourage you. It's a place that you can go and share your thoughts and feelings where maybe you try to share those with friends or your parents. Like, why are you thinking like that? And maybe they're right for saying that. But it's a place that you can go and share your thoughts and feelings and just say, God, this is how I'm feeling. That place is the secret place. Scripture talks about this place. Um, It's something that we can all access, every single one in here. You have the key to get in, and that's by saying, God, let's talk. That's it. It's it's not like uh, you have to reach level 100 and prestige three times, and then you get the key to unlock that room. You don't have to have a battle pass uh, to get there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All the girls are like, what? And the guy's like, I know. Um, Every one of us in here can get to that place. There was a time in my life, this is another topic I can't get away from. God has been reminding me for a while, like six months, don't forget who Amzie was 10 years ago, even longer than that. Before I got into a place to learn how to change my life to look more like Jesus, I I haven't forgot who that person was. I'm not trying to give glory to my past because that's stupid and we shouldn't do that. The only reason I bring up the person that I used to be is to say, and I'm not saying, look at me, check me. I'm saying, look what God has done with someone who was unfocused, had no plan for his life, uh, hung out with this group, and then they stopped talking to me. I hung out with this group, talked to this girl, talked to that girl, did all kinds of things I shouldn't be doing, had no plan for my life, changed my major in college like 100 times every other semester until my counselor's like, do you know what you want to do? I'm like, no, I have no clue. That's the person that I used to be. I've, I know I've talked to you guys about that before, but that is the person that I used to be. I'm, I'm really glad most of you didn't get to see that person, but the reason I'm saying that is God has changed me so much, the old man that I used to be, into this new creation who I've become and who I am becoming. And I can't get away from that. I'm not trying to glory in the past. You guys understand that. I'm not trying to say, man, I was, I was way better of a sinner than you. What'd you do? I'm not, I don't even care about that. I wish, like a lot of you, that I didn't have some wild and crazy past. I wish that I would have grown up in one church, not a hundred, like I did. Grown up in one church, had one pastor, had one big, awesome group of friends, and that uh, I got to follow God from a young age and miss out on all the junk that I, but that's that's not my story. But I would rather have your story. (laughs) But I don't regret the things that I went through at all because... They have shaped me into the person I am today, and as a result, I'm able to speak into people's lives and reach people and help people in a way that maybe Haas couldn't or maybe in a way that Zach couldn't, but everyone has a story, their own unique story. I'm not talking about that tonight. I'm just saying I can't get away from talking about I used to be this way, 
and now I'm this way. And let me tell you why I'm bringing that up. I have learned and I have been taught by my pastors and leaders in this church and by staff that there is a secret place that we can get to. There's a secret place that we can access where every answer of your life you can find. Every single answer. Anything you want to know about your life, your future, your calling, your mate, your, your first job, your first car, where you're going to go to college, uh, your, your career for the rest of your life, all of your life decisions, not what color shoes you're going to put on, not that. But every major decision you need to, you need to know for your life. I'm going to say this, and I, I'm saying this in confidence. Since I've learned how to access the secret place, since I've learned how to sit at the feet of God and listen to him and talk to him, I can say very confidently that I've not made any big decisions that have really been negative that affected my life. I've made a lot of big decisions, and there's been fruit from it. Not perfect. I haven't figured it all out. But when you learn to follow his voice and when you learn to trust his voice, you can start becoming very accurate. Now, I've made maybe a few little uh, mess-ups here and there, some small stuff. But I'm talking about the big stuff that really, really matters. Because I have learned to hear his voice, there's been fruit from the decisions that I've made. I'm very happy about it. So let's talk about this. The main thing that I want you to take tonight. In the secret place is everything that you need for your life. I'm talking everything that you need for your life. I, I had a list already. Where, your first car, your first job, what college, um, a future mate. Every, everything you need to know about your life is in the secret place. And this matters because knowing how to be in the secret place and spend time in the secret place and get to know God in that place will cause you to be successful in every area of life. Who wants to be successful? Okay, cool. About 95%. Um, <laughs> those, the other ones just want to stay in their basement and play Xbox. Um, I want to be successful in life. I want to be accurate. I want to be sharp at what I do, right? So spending time in the secret place will cause you to be successful. Nice noise. Um, who's heard the term... <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strange noise. Um, who has heard the term prayer closet? If you have not heard that term, maybe you're new to church. Prayer closet is someone say, man, I was in the prayer closet the other day, and I was talking to God. And I'm thinking, I used to think like, man, a li- like a literal closet. Like, like, I have clothes and just everything I don't want people to see, I just shove in there and then barely get the door shut before guests come over. Like, how do you even fit in there? Like, first of all, and I don't have a closet that's even really that big. I do, but... I think a prayer closet, like what is that? A prayer closet is simply even what we're doing here tonight. You could be in your prayer closet while you're even here tonight. You can take your prayer closet with you wherever you go. You don't have to go dismantle it from your <laughs> spare bedroom and take it with you. I've heard people say that if you have an actual place in your house where you spend time with God, that's great. Um, I did until I got home the other day and my wife goes, I rearrange the living room. I looked, I was like, oh, my chair. <laughs> I have a chair and an awesome uh, side table and a lamp. And when I wake up, I get up like 5.30 in the morning and go through a little routine of things I do. Then I sit down and I get my Bible and I turn that little lamp on. It's the only light on the house. I'm like, ah, yes, this is awesome. That's the secret place for me. Well, I got to find a new one. Thank you, Jessica. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The house looks great, and it feels fresh, but um, I'm just going to have to figure out some other routine. But what I'm saying is, 
The secret place is not just your prayer closet at home sitting on the couch or in your closet. You can take the secret place with you wherever you go. Every single one of us have access at this very moment to that place. You can enter it by closing your eyes. You can do it by walking down the uh, sidewalk with your eyes open and talking to God. I do it all the time when I'm at people's homes and they're in the other room and I'm just kind of like look around the corner. I'm like either praying and like they, if they walked in the room, they're like, what is wrong with this guy? Why did we hire him? He's, he's insane. But um, you can take your prayer closet with you wherever you go. And you can take that secret place with you wherever you go. Um, let, uh, well, if you have your Bible with you tonight, let's look at Psalm 91. Awesome passage. I have two scriptures tonight, and this is one of them. Psalm 91. The first verse I want to read out of um, the King James, but, but the rest of it I'm going to read out of the Passion. Because there's a couple key words that I want to I want us to get here. Psalm 91. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place. Is that the word dwelleth? Anybody use that? No, I don't. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to look at what's the most powerful thing in this scripture, in this text tonight. It's he who dwells. In order to get all the things that God is offering to us, he, he, he's, he's paid the price for them, he's offered them to us. In order to get those things, there is a requirement. It's not just like, I'm going to do whatever I want, live however I want, and God, you're just going to bless me. Well, you might get lucky. God does have a lot of grace and mercy, and I've been that way in my life. I'm like, God, why are you still blessing me? I'm living like, you know what? And, uh, <laughs> but there's a requirement. He who dwells. So meaning, you're not just visiting that place, like open the door, like, hey, God, real quick, and close the door. It's a place that you access often. I'm talking like daily. I'm talking like 10 times a day. Not like, hey, God, it's, uh, it's January 1st, so I'm going to get this in with you real quick, and then February 1st, I'll be back to talk to you. That's not how that works. He who dwells in the secret place. We can dwell in that secret place. You know, well, let me just read it, because this is really good. So, um, Okay, don't get bored. This is all really good. It's out of the passion. Everyone can understand the passion. That's why I read it. Um, okay, here we go. So I'm going to start from the beginning this time, but I'm going to be in the passion translation. When you sit enthroned, I looked at that word enthroned, and, and it means to sit, you knowing that you're sitting in a place of authority, which is cool. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai. Shaddai means, <laughs> I was like, okay, Shaddai. Um, it has a bunch of different meanings. It can mean God of the mountain. God, the destroyer of enemies, which I like that one. Uh, God, the self-sufficient one. I like this one. God, the nurturer of babies. <laughs> I was cracking up when I read that. I was like, well, I mean, he is. Um, and uh, God, the almighty. So that's what Shaddai means. <laughs> little word study, no big deal. Uh, when you sit enthron enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. Let's see. Here we go. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. Now, we're talking about, as, we're, as we're, I'm reading this and you're listening to this, this is for someone who dwells, not someone who, remember, cracks the door open, hey, God, you in there, and closes it, like, hey, God, sorry, closes it again. He who dwells, I know all of us at, are at different places and maybe different levels in our spirituality, in our, in, our, in our relationship with God, and that's okay. That's totally fine. We all have to start somewhere, right? Some people have just been around longer than others. Some people want it more, so they develop quicker. So 
Remember, as I'm reading this, this is for the people that dwell. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms, like Chad Steele's, are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. It says, don't fear a thing, right? I know right now in our world, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go sit at the kitchen table and listen to your parents talk for about five seconds, and you'll, you'll pick up on what I'm talking about. There's a lot of fear, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and that produces fear, like not knowing what's the future hold, like what's tomorrow. That can produce fear. So, but he's saying for, these, for the ones that dwell, don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. I love that. That's awesome. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment. So you'll be a fly on the wall. For they will be paid back for what they've done. And I like that. God's a God of justice. If, if, if uh, someone's done you wrong, you don't have to be like, I'm going to get back at them. Right. They'll, get, they'll get what's coming to them. That's what, you know, seed time of harvest. When you sow something negative in your life, it's, something's going to grow up and you have to reap that. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. I love that. I mean, that's amazing. How then? Could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Thank you, COVID-19. No, thank you. God sends angels with special orders to protect you, from where, uh, protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. I like that. He said, God will send angels with special orders. So this is like when I was in the military, I didn't do any of this personally, but th sometimes you get assigned to a security detail. Uh, maybe you're escorting uh, a shipment of certain you know, goods that are maybe uh, more uh, high-end than just like, oh, we're having a shipment of water or lumber maybe something more high-end, maybe a person. He says, uh, let me find this here where I just was. Um, God sends angels with special orders to protect you. So he's like sending like heaven's special forces. I like that. I just, I'm a military guy, so that makes sense to me. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. This is key. Check this out. For here's what the Lord has spoken to me. This is a requirement here, guys. Check this out. Because you have delighted in me as a, let's see, as a great lover, I will greatly protect you. Do we need that right now? In 2021, everybody's like, oh, 2020 was the worst ever. Listen, just change your perspective. Yeah, it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. 2021 is not shaping up that way either. Let's change our perspective and get our expectation up there that God's going to do something awesome this year. Come on. Let's not be the one. Let's not be the church that just complains about everything. He says, because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure, before my face. If anybody's seen Star Wars, someone said, I've got the high ground. And when you're on the high ground, you can't lose. That's why God says he's going to set us up in a high place. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will, f uh, you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. And I like to eat. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Everybody awake still? Okay, good. Was that, was that good? All of that. That sounded like a whole bunch of safety and security to me. All of that is promised to us when we dwell in the secret place. It doesn't mean 
every single moment of the day, you're like, hi, how are you? God, I just love you so much. Hey, you know, you know, it's not just every single moment of the day, but you need to have an awareness of his presence because it's on us. Whatever we do, his presence is on us. That's really what I think that is, just having the awareness that, hey, God, no matter what, when I go to school tomorrow, when I go to work, whatever I do, you're with me. That's dwelling in that secret place. A lot of times we, we try to make things out to be so much more spiritual than they actually are. You have to have 10 scriptures when you go to God, and you have to say this, and you have to pray only in King James because, you know, that's what God spoke, and that's all he can understand. Let's not overcomplicate the thing. It's just simply an awareness that he is with us. So there is safety in the secret place. Let's look at, uh, this is my next scripture, my last Psalm 18, 1 through 3, out of the Passion Translation. It says, Lord, I passionately love you and I'm bonded to you, for now you've become my power. You're as real to me as bedrock beneath my feet, like a castle on a cliff, my forever firm fortress, my mountain of hiding, my pathway escape, my tower of rescue where none can reach me. Listen to this. My secret strength and shield around me. You are my salvation's ray of brightness shining on the hillside, always the champion of my cause. Here's another key right here. All I need to do is call to you, singing to you, the praiseworthy God. And when I do, I'm safe and I'm sound in you. Isn't that awesome? So the, here's, here's the two points. Here's two takeaways from tonight. In the secret place, ready for number one? You are safe and secure. And if you did not pick up on that when I read Psalm 91, I mean, that's literally everything he's talking about. He's saying, if you dwell with me, nothing can touch you. You might feel the effects of a storm. You might feel the waves and the winds, but nothing's going to touch you. I love that right now. I need that for my life. I have a family. I have things I'm uh, uh, responsible over. I need that security. Does anybody else need that security? I'm happy to have that. Thrilled that God offered that. And then number two, so uh, in the secret place, number one, you are safe and secure. And number two, you learn the next step. Let's look at uh, Proverbs 16, 9, out of the Passion. It says, within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the step you take to get there. You know, and I've heard Pastor Heaven talk about this recently. I loved it. You know, people say, I'm just taking a leap of faith or a big, a big jump of faith, and uh, God leads in steps. He says that right there, but the Lord chooses the steps, not the jumps. The Lord chooses the steps to get you there. God leads in steps. Zod, let me use you for a second, please. All right, so I'm God. Not really, but I'm God. And uh, you're my beloved son, who I'm well pleased. Do you trust me? Yes. Okay, this is, this is the plan for your life. You ready? Yes. Do you trust me? All right, close your eyes. Let's go. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Now, how was that? Do you trust me? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> So that's God leading in jumps and leaps and steps, or not steps, excuse me. Zod, do you trust me? Why not? I'm going to lead you. Ready? Okay. That's you trusting me, leading you in steps. That's pretty easy, right? Yes. Is this okay that I hold his hand? I like it. Um, you trust me? Yeah. See, this is a lot easier than this one, right? So God leads in steps. Because you can sit down. Thank you. Can we give it up for Zod? Thank you, Zod. Thanks for letting me hold your hand. Loved it. Um, because if, if uh, this thing that we trust in, faith, we trust in God, we have faith. Faith that uh, whenever he tells us to move, we're going to follow him. 
but it's kind of blindly sort of, right? Like, God, I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to trust you. That's why he doesn't just jerk us into situations. Come on, get in here. We wouldn't be ready. That's why he leads us say, take this one step. Okay, we're going to stay here for about six months, actually, and you're going to stay here, and you're going to get to know this place. Talk to me in the secret place, and I'll give you that next step. Six months go by. Okay, hey, you only have to stay here for about a month and a half. Now, he's not maybe going to tell you that, but that's what he's knowing ahead of time. So God leads and steps. Okay, I want to talk to you now about uh, how, how, do you, how do you actually apply this, though, to your life, right? Because if I just tell you, how to, tell you what to do but not exactly how to do it, that wouldn't be very helpful. So you might be asking, like, okay, but what am I going to find time to do this? So God starts speaking to me. I've trained myself. But the moment I wake up, the very moment that I wake up, there has been so many times, and sometimes day after day after day, as soon as my alarm goes off and as I'm reaching over to turn it off, I just feel the Holy Spirit say, come away with me. That's happened time and time and time again. Did I hear his audible voice? No. I felt that leading. It's the first thing I heard slash felt in my spirit. Come away with me. So God starts speaking to me the, the moment that I wake up because I've said, hey, God, I'm going to listen to you. You can speak to me, and whenever you speak to me, I'll be listening. So we're talking about how do you actually apply this? Um, the best place I found for me to actually enter that secret place is when it's quiet. Now, me driving in my car, I, I have a, a big work van. It has a lot of tools, and you're bouncing on the road. It's like, it'd be kind of loud. But to me, I can tune that out, and I can focus in. Even though there's drivers around me, there's people pulling up next to you, giving you the bird and everything, you know. I don't drive crazy. That's just my wife. Um, but you can access that secret place. But just anytime, anything you're doing, it's not just like, okay, I have to wake up and from 7.15 to 7.30, Lord, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to enter in the secret place. I know if I sit here, this is the only place I can talk. It's not that. The secret place is wherever you go, and, and uh, you can take it with you. Um, if maybe you're someone in here that says, like, I don't spend any time with God. Like, first of all, that's okay, but <laughs> let's not stay there. We acknowledged it. Okay, cool. That's okay. We've all missed it. We've all messed up. Let's start right now pursuing it. Hey, we're talking, it's the beginning of the year. Everyone's throwing out these goals and action steps and plans on how, to, how they're going to accomplish stuff. Let's start talking about that. Let's make his presence the secret place. Let's make that a priority. But what about uh, some people drive uh, to school? Has anybody ride the bus to school? Yes. Awesome. I thought I was like the only one that rode the bus like, all through high school. I didn't get my license until I was like a junior. My sisters were getting when they were freshmen. And uh, my, I was like, Dad, come on, what's that about? He's like, oh, your sister's more mature than you are. I was like, okay, fine. But I, I, was, a, I was a bus rider, so I'd get on there and put my headphones on. I wasn't listening to worship. I was listening to Reliant K at the time because I really wanted to tune out all the country people around me. That's <laughs> just how it was. Okay, but I got a soft spot for people that ride the bus. So your parents, anybody, uh, parents driving to school? Awesome, Okay. There's a lot of people that go to school that aren't raising their hands. Um, and uh, either your parents drive you to school or you actually drive yourself. Perfect time, perfect opportunity. Hey, Mom, turn something on. Hey, hey uh, I'm going to put my headphones on, Mom, and just talk to God for a little bit. Or Dad, you know, whoever's driving you to school. That's, that's the place to do it. Or maybe you're somebody who's disciplined. who's like, hey, I'm going to wake up at 6 o'clock. I wake up at 530. I've loved that routine. Now that routine comes and goes based on how much sleep my four-and-a-half-month-old Let's me get, but that routine stays uh, pretty routine. And uh, maybe you're someone who's disciplined and can wake up early enough to actually set that, si set that time aside. 
I encourage you to. I encourage you, this is a new year. Let's try something new. We know that what we, we were doing in 2020 wasn't working as much, as, uh, maybe as well as it could. This is a new year. Let's try something different. It's either new year, new you, or new year, same you. We don't want that, right? I would even say, challenge you, schedule it. Listen, don't try to, don't try to uh, Pastor Jordan said this on Sunday, I think, Rome wasn't built in a day. Don't try to conquer your entire life overnight. Say, hey, God, I'm going from spending no time with you, except maybe when I come to church and I still feel really awkward when I do that because I'm like, hey, sorry, God, I know that I was supposed to spend. But maybe you haven't spend, been spending time with God at all. Schedule something. Say, God, Tuesday morning, 630, I'll be there. I'm only going to do 15 minutes. I'm going to turn a worship song over, or excuse me, turn a worship song on. I'm going to raise my hands. I'll say, hey, mom, dad, I'll be in my bedroom for a minute. I'm going to close the door. Don't worry. I'm worshiping God. Raise your hands. Go to God in prayer. Spend just a couple minutes in prayer and pick one scripture, just one. All you need is one. One scripture can really do a lot for you in your life. But if you're someone who doesn't, doesn't spend time with God at all, just do that. Something simple. I've noticed that when I'm specific about things, that's when I get them done. I'm just like, yeah, God, I'll spend time with you. Like, uh, uh, you've heard it when people say, hey, let's get together. <laughs> it never happens. I had someone reach out to me recently. I'm like, like eh, I know, it'd be nice, but we know that we'll never get together. So, um, <laughs> so you know, this matters, though. This, the reason that we need to apply this to our life, um, it matters because uh, getting in his presence will make you uh, successful in every area of life. And we've, we've already said that, that we want that to happen. You know, I just think that I'm doing it myself, and I, I, I challenge you to join me, is I'm making his presence my priority this year. I have a lot of distractions, um, mostly good, sometimes not good distractions, but I, I have a lot of things going on in my life that want to pull me this, this way or this way or my job or even want to do for church or my kids pulling me this way or my wife needing me to help her do something or friends texting me or youth texting me. I have a lot of things pulling at my attention Here's the thing. No one texts me at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> no one's bothering you at 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, how do I accomplish this? Okay, go to bed early, earlier. Don't stay up so late and get up, and it's quiet in my house. It is so quiet. I love it. That's like my most favorite time of the day. I wish every day, all day was like a 5.30, but I'm just saying that's me. Do whatever works for you. Don't do something that you're like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be tired for like 10 days now. If I Do whatever works for you. Don't, don't try just because I said that's when I get up and do my routine. Uh, don't do it just because I do it. But if you feel like you can take on that challenge, then go for it. I encourage you to. Amen. You know, the secret place, we're talking about that. It's not a place that's hidden from you. It's hidden for you, so you'll pursue him. It's not God with this little carrot or, for some of us, like a zebra cake on the end of a string. <laughs> I said, sorry, someone said, come on now. God's not dangling this thing up. Come get, come get me. Come on, come on. He's not trying to keep anything from us. He's saying, come follow me. That's why I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I hear the Holy Spirit's voice, come away with me. He wants me to pursue him because he knows it'll help my life. Everything God does is for us, for our benefit. He wants a relationship with us, and, and we were created to worship him, but he wants our lives because he's a good dad. He wants our lives to be successful in every area. But he doesn't hide that secret place from us. He just, he hides it for us. Because if someone said, I'm going to give you this thing, here, here you go. It's not, it's, it's special, but it's not that great. And they said, hey, I have this thing for you to go find. You're like, oh, what is this thing? You know, I'm going to go find this. Like when we have scavenger hunts here. And we're literally running down the hall, like, 
crashing into each other's and knocking the water fountains off the walls. It's fun because it's like, ooh, what's the surprise? Like, what am I going to get? That's how it is with God, the secret place. So let's have that priority in our life for this new year. Come on. Will you guys do that with me? I'm not saying just raise your hand and literally have no intention to do it. Come on. Will you guys do this with me? Let's make his presence. Let's make the secret place, dwelling in that secret place. Let's make that a priority. That's all I have tonight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um,